Welcome to the Early Accountability Podcast hosted by Kimmy Walker. Kimmy has a track record of serving as a behavior change and improvement catalyst for individuals, groups, and organizations. Get ready to make the best version of yourself a priority. Now welcome, Kimmy Walker. Kimmy Walker here and welcome back to the next episode of the Early Accountability Podcast. I'm so happy to feature my guest for today's episode. Our guest is Crystal Taylor, who is the founder of Fitness Is Not A Game. Crystal considers herself a late bloomer into the fitness industry, but she did not let that stop her from being the greatest that she can be. She is a certified personal trainer and a fitness and nutritionist specialist. And she, along the way, has realized that she has a passion for helping others become healthy. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, Kimmy. Thank you. Actually, Crystal, you are my first personal trainer on the show. So this is very exciting for me because I definitely have a love for fitness and wellness and I shouldn't have waited as long as I had. But (laughs) I could not think of a better one than you to encompass everything that is early accountability and just starting and being the best version of yourself. So why don't you tell the audience how you really, like you said, fell in love and for fitness, um, how you got into nutrition and how fitness is not a game became what it is today. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to try my best to not make this a super duper long story, (laughs) but I honestly fell into the personal training field. And that's why I said I considered myself to be a late bloomer. I didn't realize that this was a passion of mine until I was in my late thirties. I think, um, when I was in the military, I went to the military, my army vet, and when I went to the army, I literally, when you go to basic training, well, at the time when I went, women only had to do one push-up, literally one push-up just to be able to go to basic training. And I struggled from that one push-up. That's how wow. unfit I was. I was the girl with the cute shape, but I wouldn't say that I was fit. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So... I never, the army actually woke me up to how having what dudes think is a cute shape is nothing if you're not strong, right? So when I got there, I loved working out. At first, my body was so weak when I first got there that I had shin splints and everything else because it wasn't used to doing actual exercise. So fast forward, that was what first developed my love for because I started seeing muscles And I started seeing a a shape that I had never seen before that I preferred more than what these little boys, I I almost called them what our parents grew up calling them, but (laughs) that made me respect what strength training can do for you. So fast forward after I had my second son, I realized that honestly, before I got pregnant with him, my body was going through something crazy where I just gained a lot of weight. And so after I had him, I really focused on trying to get back to what I consider to be a comfortable weight for me, a comfortable size, I should say. I really wasn't worried about the weight per se. I was just more concerned about the size. So I started working out more and really started paying attention. I was working out with a trainer a little bit, and I just focused on everything that he would say to me, everything that he taught me, every lesson. And so then fast forward again, I decided in 2014 to do my first fitness competition. And prior to that, I was just constantly just working out. And I realized that people kept asking me for fitness tips and workout advice. And at the time, back in 20, 
2013, 2014, I wasn't in the arena yet, but I guess I was doing a lot and learning a lot. I didn't realize that just from my personal Facebook platform, people were paying attention to what I was saying. So I just started making workouts for people and nutrition plans for people. I really focused on nutrition after my youngest son because my body just couldn't even tolerate all the same foods. So that's when that part started. But then it was honestly my husband who told me that I needed to start charging people. Like you said in my intro, to me, it's all about helping people. So when I was asked to create a workout or create a nutrition plan, I did it out of love and I didn't really care about any of the money. I was honestly excited and happy to see the results, you know, to see, you know, it, it, it sounds crazy, but I thought it was cool when people would tag me on Facebook saying that they hated me because they were sore, but they were happy because they would see muscles that they had never seen before. So once my husband explained, you know, talked to me about the benefits of turning into a turning it into a business, I looked into getting certified and I was like, you know what, I can do this. And I think honestly, because I grew up with insecurities like a lot of people when it comes everybody has some type of insecurity about their body. I didn't think that it was anything people would want to listen to from me. Um so that was my personal challenge to get that. And then Within probably a year or two of my certification for personal training, and you know this, Kimmy, we talked about this before. People think the hardest part with weight loss or just getting in shape is the exercising, but it's not. It's that kitchen. It's the food. (laughs) So I said, you know what? I need to be able to learn more, even though I'm constantly trying to just learn by experience and what I see. It's like, I need to get certified and learn even deeper, like a deep dive into it. So that's why I went into the fitness nutrition specialist, um, just so I could add that to it. So that when people ask questions, I can give real scientific background information as opposed to just my theories. So long story longer, that's how I (laughs) (laughs) Well, you touched on a really great point that I want to expand on because there's so many in the audience. A lot of the people in the audience are going to be the multitaskers, the high achievers, Mm -hmm. the people who, like you said, um, have children, have families, have other obligations that sometimes require a lot for them. And Mm -hmm. I think a good point you had pointed out, and I think it's so important to talk about, especially when it comes to fitness and nutrition. When you started this journey, you said like you weren't charging because I was so used to giving. And I believe a lot of our listeners are givers just naturally. Like we give whether it's our gifts or what we're good at, our talents, our time. And, you know, your husband talked to you about how it's important for you to charge for this service because you're putting your expertise, your time and what have you. How important is it for people to, especially people who are caregivers and give, Mm-hmm. To take some time for yourself, for your fitness, to take some time for your meal prep. And mm-hmm. what are just some of the other benefits other than, like you said, just trying to get into a certain size or, you know, training for a competition, which are all great things. But there are other mm-hmm. benefits, I think, to even in the wellness piece or mindset mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So taking that time or finding the time to say, okay, even though I care and give, how can I still prioritize this part of my life? Well, you absolutely said it. It's it's essential. It's I liken it when you were just asking those questions, I liken it to what they say on the airplane. If you're traveling with someone who needs assistance, put your mask on first and then you can help somebody else. 
So that's how I look at it with my and honestly, I feel like my mental health and my physical health, they work hand in hand. Because if I'm at the gym and I'm not mentally prepared for it, if I'm stressed out about something else and I can't focus, my workouts are going to be crap. <laughs> like right. they just are. I've literally had bad days where I just could not shake it because I'm human. I will have a, just a really bad morning and then I would just leave the gym because I just wasn't ready to be there. And I'll just give a little more context to that. So my mother passed away in 2010. And when she was first diagnosed with cancer in 2008, that was honestly one of my healthiest moments. And it sounds so weird, one of my healthiest periods, just because I used exercise as a stress reliever. Mm. Every time we went to the doctor, left the doctor, got another phone call, I would just go running. Because what I realized was that, you know, that runner's high is real. That adrenaline gets going. It the adrenaline actually releases the endorphins that help you remove that stress. So it's interesting that people talk about stress eating a lot. I actually stress exercise. And I think that most more people should turn to exercise for their stress relief as opposed to the food, because one, <laughs> it clears your mind. It really, really does. And two, it's actually helping your body with everything else that you need. So it to me, it was absolutely essential to exercise during stressful moments because it helped that clarity that I needed. It actually washes away the fog. Because if you think about it, it's hard for you to make decisions when you're stressed and when you're tired. But when you exercise and get that adrenaline going, your brain is clear. So that is one benefit. Another you're talking about when you're trying to balance and the importance of meal prep. A lot of us, and I include myself, feel or have felt like there's not enough time in a day. Like right. there's no way I can do it. There's no way I can do it, right? So what I had to realize is that trying to find time every day, when I'm talking about my food right now with the meal prep, trying to find mm-hmm. time every day can be challenging. How be ever, if you take one hour or an hour and a half out of one day, say Saturday or Sunday, just to prep a few meals, you are saving yourself because just, I don't know about you, but just decision time alone is horrible for me. If I haven't prepped my food, right? just trying to decide what I'm about to eat for lunch or for dinner, uh-huh. it takes so long. Or picking out your clothes in the morning. Yes. Like if you just would have did it the night before, it can, exactly. yeah, that and fog. That, yeah. Yes. And that's how it is with food. But the thing about it, unfortunately, like if you pick out your clothes the next morning, Instead of the night before, you may be a little wrinkled. Uh-huh. You may have chosen some mom jeans that you really don't like anymore. Right. You know, uh, like but when you make a last minute decision on your food, you can you're make- not going to pick healthy food. I mean, that's the right. worst you can do with your clothes. You just don't like what you wear. But <laughs> when we make our last last minute decisions on food, now we're getting fried foods, all right. types of mm-hmm. food. We Shit. know we shouldn't eat, eat too much food, greasy food. So just taking out what I like to do, and I tell people, you don't have to. I think people are under the impression that when they hear the phrase meal prep, They think about the pictures that they see on social media that has an entire kitchen island full of 27,000 meals. And they're like meal prep done for the week. And people are like, oh, my gosh, that's daunting. I can't do that. What I tell people, even if you can't do 
five days for your most people's work day. If you can't do five days of breakfast and lunch, pick one or the other for like three days. Pick, make one casserole that you can eat over two or three days. Meal prep is just making sure that your meals are ready at least one or two days in advance. Right. That does not mean that everything is scheduled out for the entire month. That does not mean that your freezer is full of frozen crockpot meals with <laughs> and all of that written on it and marker. You know, I think people get intimidated just by the phrase meal prep. And it's really not that bad. Even, you know, what else people miss out on or they underestimate the importance of that's prepping their snacks okay people will grab the worst stuff to snack on and they're like oh it was just a snack but like i've sat there and watched <laughs> who just snack all day all day and yes, i'm like they're just grabbing stuff from that's the machine right. so uh-huh. something that i do and i hope it's okay to share a quick tip no, go ahead. <laughs> but this is one of my favorite things Say, for instance, I just bought a bag of dry roasted almonds. And no, I'm not going to front like all I get is super healthy snacks because I will go get some chips and popcorn, too. So (laughs) I'm not saying that. But whatever I get, if it's a big bag of it and mainly um, nuts and things like that, as soon as I get home, before I even put the whole container away in my cabinet, in my pantry, I get snack size sandwich bags and I measure it out into each snack size bag until the big bag is empty. Once that's done, I seal up all of the snack bags and I put them back into the original bag oh, because okay. it adds. So that way, when it's time for me to have a snack, if I'm about to run out of the house, I can easily just go in that bag and grab my personalized snack bag. You know, so that way I don't have to worry about stopping at the grocery store, the gas station to have a snack when I leave out or uh, grab something bad to eat. I already have something with you. Yeah. Or not grabbing that big old bag to take with me. And then (laughs) I would like the ratchets with the big bag in my car. (laughs) Just take that one little small bag. So it's like making your own little snack packs that that you could buy in the store, making your own 100 calorie packs. And I do that with almost every everything that I have that comes in a bulk container. I put everything in a snack size bag, measure it out, put it back in that container. And then that way I can just grab and go. That saves me. That saves me so much. It saves me time. It saves me calories. It saves everything. And I even leave some in my car, too. Oh, good. On the meal planning portion. Mm -hmm. And I know you give a lot of tips, especially people with with families or Mm -hmm. children. Um, Like you said, women you know, over 35, over 40, you give a lot of really, really great tips that the population specifically really might benefit from. What tips or pointers might you give in regards to, especially with meal prep, especially people who might have like younger kids who worry about like, okay, am I going to be spending too much money? Or am I going to have to be making like separate meals for me and different ones for my family? Are they going to eat this? How is that going to work? Is this going to create more time? Like, is this going to take me more time to prepare this stuff? Or am I preparing stuff my kids ain't gonna like and I just like waste it you know the one thing we know about children is that everything is trial and error one day they may love it and the next day they'll hate it I even had my son tell me one time with a meal he just didn't prefer it that day not that he didn't like it he just didn't prefer it that day and I was like are you serious (laughs) but anywho some of the minor adjustments that I have done when it comes to meal prepping for my family 
especially when I was training for my competition or even just like after I had my smallest son and I was trying to lose the weight. I started making small adjustments that they didn't realize I was doing first. Say, for instance, switching out the milk with the younger kids. You know, of course, they like what they like at first or the two percent. But I gradually went to skim. And then after that, I couldn't even do cow's milk anymore. So my whole family does almond milk now. At first, they thought it was funny. They laughed at me, joked, but they got onto it. The thing I found about with children is when you allow them to help you prep, they take ownership in it and they like it more. So when I would section out our snacks, I would have them do that. When I wanted to try a new recipe, I would bring them in to have them do the kid-friendly things they could do, whether it was washing off the vegetables or um, we did, one time I substituted mashed potatoes for steamed mashed cauliflowers, where I put flip that. I put mashed cauliflowers instead of mashed potatoes. And I love potatoes. Love, love, love. <laughs> Anybody who knows me will tell you I would eat a potato. But I was curious and I was afraid that my children, because at the time they were not that big, they were pretty small, but probably about eight and 11 oh, at that age where they really have opinions, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but what I did was I allowed them to mash the cauliflower. So just getting them involved Ah, in the process, mm -hmm. you know, it made them feel like they cooked it. So they actually liked it. So that turned out to be probably the best thing when it came to my children um, being invested in meal prep. I would have them measure out things, seal bags, get the containers, just little stuff like that. They find it fun. Now, it's amazing how, you know, kids will tell you left and right that they don't eat so-and-so because they don't see it. You know, my children constantly told me forever that they never ate mushrooms. I'm like, it's always mushrooms in the pasta. And they were like, really? Like, yes. So that was one thing, getting them involved. Another thing that I did, say, for instance, I don't really, oh, believe you're on my mailing list, Kimmy, but there's this thing. I substitute our spaghetti squash oh, for spaghetti. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now I will tell you, my family loves spaghetti. So that was the one I was the most afraid to introduce. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to tell them that we're not going to eat spaghetti, but it's going to be spaghetti squash. But you know what? They liked that it was in their own individual bowls. And I'm doing air quotes like you can see, see me. But with them, that was something I liked about it. Making the same meal, but it was still individual. So you can adjust it to your individual taste. Right. right. So for theirs, you know, they like a little cheese in their spaghetti. You know, they wanted ground turkey and all this stuff. But for me, I could still make mine with either uh, meatless crumbles and no cheese. Gotcha. So yeah. something like that, you know, making like another thing. Oh, I would love to make in the morning like um the egg muffin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can put different ones in the tins. Different. Exactly. So you just get a, a muffin tin and mm-hmm. you basically can make 12 different muffins however you want it. So right. if you want cheese, you want vegetables, you want egg whites, you want whole egg, whatever, you know. So. And they can get involved in that, too. Again, like kind yep. of combine some things. You're also if you're worried about like. Am I spending less time? I am. My time's already pressed at home with my kids. Yep. You can still spend time with your family and, and kind of create and combine that, which I think is yep. a, a awesome. And awesome. you know something else I do, especially just mentioning the vegetables, something else I would do, like I said, meal prep is so many things. 
even if you're not preparing the whole meal, you're prepping for it. So you may not even have to cook for it. So sometimes what I'll do, well, most of the time what I'll do, especially if I buy a lot of vegetables, I chop everything up as soon as I get it, individual bags, and then I freeze them or put them in a refrigerator. So that way, that just meal prep is about making meal time quicker. So if I know that it's something I do want to make fresh, I just don't want to take the time to sit there and chop everything up. I can prep that on the same day as I prep something else. It's just a matter at the end of the day, that quote is so true. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So if you know one thing I did in my house, which helped me for my sanity because my children every day were like, mommy, what's for dinner? Mom's for dinner. Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> what I started doing was on Sunday, I would write out the menu for the week. So they knew what we were having every day. Now we had a dry erase board in the kitchen. So they would see what meal was planned for each day. And, and to also get them involved, I would ask them, okay, well, you get to choose Tuesday. You get to choose Thursday. And because we had that plan, I knew what groceries I needed to buy for the weekend. And on Sunday, I prepped all of the vegetables or anything that could be prepped in advance for that meal. So on Tuesday night, if I know I'm making tacos, the lettuce is already cut, the tomatoes and all that stuff is already prepped out too. So meal prep can be so many different things. It doesn't have to fall into one category. Oh, good. No, I think that's important sometimes because it can be overwhelming. And I like mm -hmm. how you said, even yourself, you might just start with snacks. Yep. I'm going to first start by learning how to just meal prep my snacks or prep my snacks for the day. And then you might build up from there. I yep. wanted you to ask you a question about and give some talk to the audience a little bit about this. Now, I know, like you said, you felt like like back, you said back then in the military, you know, you had to do one push up and things yeah. like that. But you had a, when you're in the military and you've done a fitness competition, which is amazing. And, and very mm -hmm. few people can actually start and complete that. So some people are going to still consider you at a very, very, very elite level of fitness anyways <laughs> like you were just naturally there and like I was telling you before no. you have if they come and see your videos and you see her <laughs> you're gonna see she has this great glowing radiant skin <laughs> this perfect skin <laughs> it to look like you haven't, haven't struggled a day in your life <laughs> so if someone might not feel that they may not have been as lucky as you or it feel that it might not come and even not to say that you haven't struggled may feel just looking at you're looking at your story like oh she already kind of had it together what about the people who are have a lot of weight to lose like the, over 50 pounds what about the people who are healing now from you know a surgery or procedure what about the people who like you said have a lot going on what tips for just getting started do you offer to people who feel like in addition to all these different things, I have so much, whether it's my weight, age comes in a lot. Like, okay, I've mm -hmm. had children, like my metabolism's changed. I'm not as young as I used to be. You know, how do I find the time? All of those things. What tips do you have for that type of person? Like, okay, it's all these things to just get started. Okay. I think the first thing to get started is to understand it's a mindset thing. And with everything, when you say everybody knows the answer, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You're not eating an elephant. You are just taking one bite at a time. And for me, even though I appreciate you, thank you for all the compliments, <laughs> but it was not always that way. Like I said, with it got to the point 
when I before I got pregnant with my son, like I said I don't know my second son. I don't know what was going on with my body hormonally, but I just kept gaining weight to the point <laughs> I would wear my husband's pants to work because I oh, could wow. fit mine. <laughs> okay. It's funny now that I think about it, but it was not funny then. Right. And I was so sad. I was like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And as women, we have a lot of things, like you said, um, the hormones. And as people, we have the aging, the surgeries, all of these things. And so what I think that people need to understand that exercising is like meal prep. The phrase, the word itself is intimidating. If they switch, if you can switch and say, I'm not going to exercise today, but instead say, I'm going to move my body today. So moving your body just means being a little more active. And people are under the impression that you have to do a three hour hardcore workout to get benefits. No, you don't. You don't even have to do it all together. If you could just move for a total, a total, a total, do you hear me keep saying it? A total, a total of 30 minutes a day. That's it. You don't even have to put the 30 minutes all together. It's better. I like it if you can get 30 minutes continuously. But maybe you get up in the morning, you take a quick five minute walk. You take a 10 minute walk at lunch. You take a five minute walk after dinner. All of those things, something as simple as walking can go so Far. So it's just about looking at the day to day. Don't say like one thing when I work with my clients, I always ask them, OK, well, what's your goal for the week? And it's interesting how many people or even your what's your goal for the program? And they'll say, oh, I want to lose 15 pounds. Whenever I hear people say how much they want to lose, always ask them why. Well, I just think that I should be da da da. Why? But, you know, people who know me know one of my favorite quotes or phrases is F the scale. Because that scale can throw you off mentally. I actually just had a guy in our Facebook group. He just said he weighed himself. He gained, I think, four or five pounds. But he realized that he liked what he was seeing in the mirror better than prior to. So I think that's my first tip for people. And I know for some people, it keeps them on track to weigh themselves every day. But if you're weighing yourself and you're not losing what you think you're supposed to lose, sometimes you just shut down and say, well, shoot, I worked out for two hours a day and I gained a pound. I may as well eat those cookies. Right. <laughs> As opposed to mm-hmm. saying, man, I worked out today because you know what? Just working out, just doing anything, boy, it can play a mind trick on you. And it's a beautiful mind trick. Right. When I've worked <laughs> out for three to five days consistently and straight, I walk past the mirror and I'm like, boom, look at those quads popping. <laughs> And everybody feels that way. Those memes on social media are real. Whether your actual body has changed or not, we see ourselves differently because we're proud of ourselves. We know what work we're putting into it. So when you skip a workout, you tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't skip that workout because now I look like this and you look just like you did yesterday. So it's a matter of you know, even if you feel you want to lose those 50 pounds, and I'm not going to take that from people because numbers can take, you know, when I see people, because I did that too. I'm not going to lie. I have before. I don't weigh myself anymore, but there were times when I was like, okay, I need to get back under 160 or I need to get back under right. whatever mm-hmm. because it was better for me. My knees feel better when I'm a swing right. weight. Right. You know? mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. But I just think it's just a matter of looking at it one day at a time mm-hmm. and feeling like you don't have the time, break that movement up. Don't feel like you have to try to find ways to fit 45 minutes 
at one time, because for some of us, that is lightweight and possible. That is very, very challenging. But you know what? The the thing about it is that something I had to tell myself to put it into perspective, right? So one day I pulled out my calculator and I was like, okay, there are 24 hours in a day. That means 60 minutes in each hour. That means that there are 1,440 minutes in a day. So I was like, okay, if I was to just move 30 minutes of the day, do you know that that's only 2% of your day? Mm, Right. 2%. You have 2% of your entire day for your health and your body. Right. Absolutely. I had to print that out and put it on my wall. Like, it's true. Okay. Especially if I have time to sit down and binge on Netflix. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. Hello. Scroll through social media for Hello? hours aimlessly. Yeah. Hello. And even that's something else I started doing. Even if I said, you know what? I really want to watch my show, but I really feel like crap because I didn't work out today. Go take it on the treadmill or take it there with I you. I would take it on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Or even when I'm watching my show, I'll tell myself after or during each commercial break, do I'm some- going to get up and do squats. I'm going to do some push-ups. I'm going to do some tricep dips. I'm going to do jumping jacks in between commercial breaks. Or even now, since everybody watches everything on DVR and we're not watching commercials, but tell yourself during this entire scene, each scene is probably like two or three minutes, no matter what show you're watching. I'm going to do push-ups during this scene. I'm going to do squats. So there's always a way to find a way to move your body. It's not about exercising for hours at a time. It's just about moving your body and being cognizant of what you put in your mouth. Don't get me started on the coffee drinkers. <laughs> or caffeine consumers. That's a yes. Okay, Crystal. So you gave us a wealth of knowledge Tell the audience about what services you offer through Fitness is Not a Game, mm-hmm. how they can find you, how they can find out more about your programs. Uh, it's in the kitchen with Crystal now, right? <laughs> and your videos yes, got to tell I, about YouTube and your channel and all of that. <laughs> yes, I need to get back in the kitchen. I haven't been back in the kitchen in a couple months, but yes, I am coming back. So in the kitchen addresses those Uh, meal prep issues. So what I do is show you how to prep meals, snacks, whatever it is within an hour or less. So I've done everything from soul food to spaghetti squash to um, what else did I do? Oh, breakfast, breakfast burritos, things to eat on the go, because that's something like you said, most of us are just constantly running. So that's the in the kitchen. But my signature service that I offer through Fitness is Not a Game is called Fit, Fine and Fabulous, my F3 program. And what that is, is 12 weeks worth of exercises and meal plans to get you through everything that you feel like you don't know how to do. So with the meals, you can choose from six different types of meals because I know people follow different. I don't like to say diets. I do not believe in diets. I believe those are fats. We talk about lifestyle changes and lifestyle habits. So six different type of meal plans. So they're generic. That means you don't have any restrictions, but they're non-dairy, non-seafood, vegetarian, pescatarian, and even paleo. So you can choose from those six and you can choose if you want home workouts. So say, for instance, you don't have a gym membership and you may have a few weights at home. The home workouts are perfect for you. But then they're also for my people who like to go to the gym and have their gym memberships, their gym memberships as well. And the cool thing about the home workouts is that 
if you are one of those, because I've had clients where they work out at home and in the gym, the home workouts are really good because that can still be taken into the gym and you can just ramp it up with more weights. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So with that, that's I do those in 12-week cycles, but they're broken down in three, four-week increments. And it goes by an app. So you can track everything on your computer, but there's also an app for it where you can log in each day to see what your schedule is for that day. So you'll t- it'll tell you which workout to follow, um, what your meals should look like. You can input all of your measurements, even though I don't really care about the weight. I told you that already, but you can update what I care about, what I like is looking at those inches. So you measure your arms and your waist so you can see that part shrinking. Update your progress pictures. We communicate through the app. So I check in with you frequently if you have any questions. You can reach out to me through there. And with the workouts inside of the app, if you're not exactly sure what an exercise is that's been assigned to you, there are demo videos inside of the app. So you can just click on that and it'll show you the exercise. It Mm -hmm. is actually me doing the exercise and also gives a little description of the things that you should and should not do for each move. So um, yeah, that's 12 weeks. And I actually, it's so cool to see. And if, uh, do you want me to give? Because I do want you all to see it. If you go to fitnessisnotagame.com, mm-hmm. you can see the testimonials. You can see the link for the Fit Fine and Fabulous and see the progress pictures. They're wonderful. You know, yeah. When we talk about, when you asked me, how did I get into it? And I said, I was doing this out of love. One time I posted, you know, when I brag, I don't brag on a program. I brag on my clients to see them and just hear their differences in how they approach eating and exercising. I just love it. So that's great. And there's some definitely some great testimonials on there on fitness is not a game dot com. So definitely check that out. And if they're interested in signing up, click the link and it'll take them to the sign in sheet or the sign up sheet. Um, yes. When you go to fitnessisnotagame.com the first time, you will receive a pop-up and you can enter your information. And what I'll do is I've been giving some tips today, but you can sign up for my free email list with 10 automatic tips. But then with that, you get a little bonus too. So each week I'll send you a recipe, some of my favorite recipes, some of my favorite full workouts, uh, some of my highlights for the exercise of the day, different motivational fitness tips. So you can get that from fitnessisnotagame.com slash free tips. Perfect. So definitely go there to check out. Everybody should be signing up for the free tips because like you said, it's not just even about our physical bodies, Mm -hmm. um, our mental health, but it also helps us perform better in other areas of our life, having clarity, being de-stressed and what have you. And just feel overall feeling better, feeling, feeling, feeling really good. (laughs) You know, I tell you, when I know I'm about to have a stressed day, I get up and a lot of people, I know people work out after work, but for me, that 5 a.m., 6 a.m. workout, that gets my mind ready for the day. Once I've sweated out that thought, <laughs> the stress, then I can tackle the day. I'm, I'm more pleasant <laughs> after a workout. So I know some people like to de-stress after work, but I feel like if you switch it and get that workout in early in, your work day will be so much easier, so much easier. Crystal. Yes, ma'am. Tell the audience what is, and you might have more than one, is there a quote or quotes that you live by? Do you have a daily mantra? You know, I do. And it's so funny that 
I don't even know how long I've been saying this. And it took somebody to say it to me one day. And I was like, how did you know I like that quote? And she said, it's in your signature and your email. And I was like, is it? Like, I put it there so long ago. But it's a quote by Les Brown. And it says that if you fall, fall on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. Mm, Yes. And I love that because I feel like it just applies to everything that we do. The same way, you know, just bringing it on back to fitness. Don't beat yourself up when you have that fatty meal. Just right. eat better than on the next meal. Exactly. You know what I'm <laughs> yes. If you skipped the workout today, or even if you skipped out on your workouts last week, there's always tomorrow. Right. You know, that's just how I look at it. So many times pe- we beat ourselves up and say, oh, I ate that and I knew I shouldn't have eaten that. And then some people just say, oh, well, crap, I may as well keep going. No, tell yourself it's about balance. Some days you need to reward yourself with the things you really, really want. And even then, sometimes you just eat half of what you really wanted. But don't beat yourself up. You know, even when you have those days when you do what you know you shouldn't have done, just look at that silver line and say, you know what, I'll just, I, now that I know better, I can do better on the next go. So that's my favorite quote. And I, I use that for everything. Yes, so definitely the audience you want to check out, fitnessisnotagame.com, free tips for the free tips. Look around if you're looking for the program, go ahead and sign up for Fit, Fine, and Fabulous, correct? Yes, ma'am. And this is very, very, very important. Crystal is very, very highly trained in (laughs) everything that she does. Like she says, she is a certified personal trainer, a fitness and nutrition specialist. And just overall, really helping people uh, take back control of their lives mm-hmm. and do it well. But the big thing, like we always talk about on the show, is being accountable. And mm-hmm. many, many episodes in the past, I've talked about finding coaches, finding a group, finding support. And this is definitely a network you want to get in. You definitely, if you're looking for a coach, especially in fitness, and regardless of when you listen to this episode right now, we're going into fall. Um, So Mm -hmm. as the seasons are changing, especially for those of us who are in places that experience winter, real winter, um, Mm -hmm. things are getting cold and people start to eat a little bit more. And I know Christmas (laughs) from in the Midwest, like me, we start to eat a little bit more hearty. Um, And I've had a winter weight and a summer weight for quite some time. But I broke that habit. I think maybe just last year, the year before. It's been recent. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as much. It used to be like 20 pounds. Now it's down to like, I can kind of do five. But the point is, it was very, very hard habit to break. And what I had to do to do it, even though I was a personal trainer, I had to go back to my personal trainer Mm -hmm. and and have that training and have somebody pushing me and have that accountability. So Mm -hmm. even right now when things, uh, people regardless of what you're listening to it, I know right now people have kind of gotten their kids back into school. We haven't quite yet got into the holiday season. There is no better time than right now when you have a little bit where you can really get into some good, strong, solid habits or improve your habits before things get a little bit more hectic. And like Crystal was saying, having some things, your armor for yourself when things get more stressful to make sure that you're still taking care of yourself. But regardless of when you listen to this, Never is a bad time if today's the day and you're ready to start. If you've already started and you're looking for another jump start or another boost, if you've already had results, whether it's just with your muscular strength or your body composition or your weight, your endurance, your running, and you still feel like you're ready to go to the next level, that's still a new start. That's a still a new beginning. So you can look and be rejuvenated and take it to the next level. And this is your lady. So I want to let you know, like I said, Crystal, thank you so much for being the first 
personal trainer on early accountability podcast i couldn't have thought of a better one and you gave us a wealth of knowledge and again fitness is not a game.com thank you so much crystal for your time thank you for having me and i'm sorry if i just over talked my never (laughs) never never good information is always good thank you so much and we appreciate your time thank you until next time crystal was nice enough to offer listeners of the early accountability podcast a discount on their first month registration in her Fit, Fine, and Fabulous program. Go to fitnessisnotagame.com, click on the link that says Fit, Fine, and Fabulous, and when you sign up, use the code KIMI, K-I-M-I, for a discount. Thank you again to Crystal, and I hope that you all go and sign up for the program. It was a pleasure to have you join us on this episode of the Early Accountability Podcast with Kimmy Walker. Be sure to visit earlyaccountability.com to sign up for the Early Accountability Newsletter. We look forward to activating your greatness and helping you reach your goals.